0: top shelf fantasy podcast
1: 107
0: whoop, whoop. we just did our week eight preview we're here with uh mercy hara dima babe Hi. the lamborghini marshes lamborghini Lagos. murcielagos
1: Lagos.
0: The she's uh, Lamborghini Mercy. Baldy, he's so thirsty. Sitting in the back with the Tullys trying to jerk me.
2: That's true. I've seen it. I've seen it. This is the Tullys.
3: <laughs> what is going on right now?
2: Uh, that's a
0: that's a throwback to... Uh, Welcome t- to the Red Dogs.
2: Red man. Dogs. To
3: the
0: Red Dogs. Red Dog anthem. <laughs> what right. oh, food, so. it? That was Jimmer. I don't even it's know. It's actually the Red Dog fight song. <laughs> um, well... We are Top Shelf Fantasy. Top Shelf Fantasy.com. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Top Shelf FNTSY. We have a promo code that you guys can use. Use it.
3: New Shelfie. Just, just use it. If you don't use it, it. Dow's is going to use it. I mean, I might use it. Merch has already bought in two shirts, so go for it, man.
1: <laughs> we have the listeners. I'm going the... for. The win, baby. I'm gonna use it. You get you you might get a free Ken
0: Galladay, signed jersey, some TSF swag, and twenty percent off. I mean, after this, just go home and get yourself a fanny pack.
2: There you go. Dickie's gonna be so jealous. Sorry, I'm awesome. <laughs> the swag. <laughs> yeah, what are you standing at right now in the uh, listener league? Seven and oh.
3: A good seven and oh.
2: Yeah. That's great decent. Great
3: uh, great year so far.
1: Seven yeah. and hose.
2: <laughs> We're making our push. We'll catch you. Yeah, our, our, uh, we our, just looked at our team. Team, not get it. I am super scared. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, we have probably one of my favorite things that we've done on this podcast. I'm wicked time. into this. So I spent a lot of time going through a lot of different statistics and said, "What are some of the most important?" We're halfway through the season. What are some of the most important things that you need to identify in your players to really get a true sense of? What am I getting, right? And now we're going to have some fun with stats. We have some fun with stats. Stat fun.
2: Stat fun. Fun with stats. Fun with stats. Um, Fun with
0: stats. So I'm going to preface this whole segment that I picked three specific pieces and said this is what I want to focus on. So for wide receivers, we're only focusing on wide receivers and running backs. I only chose to really focus on... Uh, air yards for wide receivers um, and carries and red zone carries for running backs. We have a couple other things sprinkled in here. Um, it may be a little quicker than than I, I may have hoped, but we're gonna we'll go over this. So you guys ready? Hell Quick yeah. is sometimes yeah. good. Okay. Shout out to my girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> don't hate, don't hate.
1: <laughs>
0: sometimes volume's better, baby. We like to call it efficiency. Um, all right. We like to call that top show first. <laughs> there are 15 players with 50 or more targets so far this season. The list is AJ Green, Allen Robinson, Amari Cooper, Brandon Cooks, Calvin Ridley, CD Lamb, Cooper Cup, DJ Moore, DeAndre Hopkins, Keenan Allen, Robbie Anderson, Stephon Diggs, Terry McLaurin, Tyler Boyd, and Tyler Lockett. These are in no specific order.
1: A lot of Tyler's. A lot of Tyler's. A
0: lot, <laughs> a lot, of, a lot tylers. of Tyler's. Of those 15 players, I want you to name the missing two wide receivers who are leading in air yards. Calvin Ridley's number one. Stephon Diggs is number three. Allen Robinson is number four. Should we four. Like write our answers do down? Name two and five. You we'll go, we'll go around.
1: A okay. thousand people.
3: Don't give it away. I'm you not. Oh, I'm absolutely not going. So far. I'll go first. Yeah. Yep. AJ Green's two. And DJ Moore
2: is five. All right. I will take Amari Cooper at two and Tyler Lockett at... No, switch those. Uh, Tyler Lockett at two and Amari Cooper at five.
1: Hmm. I will go the Merch status. I will go... Let's see. Keenan Allen as my first dude and Terry McLaurin.
0: Number two, A.J. Green. Wow. wow. Number five, Terry McAiryards.
3: Damn it. So the two
2: guys that I thought not were Not even there, Lockett. Dude, Cooper and Lockett not in there. Unacceptable. No. The <laughs> Mersch gets hey, long. I'm <laughs> shocked A.J. Long. Green even has 50 targets. Well, you get nine in the week one. Yeah, well, you well, get nine and you get 13. 13. <laughs> Scumbag. But for, two him catches. To,
0: but for him to be number two in the league in air yards. That's crazy. The it, opportunity that's in front of A.J. Green that I feel like people are ignoring is wild. And he's a
2: free agent. I mean, I dropped him, but...
1: Mr. I, Trade me now?
2: Yeah. And mm-hmm. what it means is that Joe Burrow, Mr. Hopefully Quarterback 12 by the end of the year, is throwing <laughs> the ball down the field with you know an effective uh, outcome.
3: Nothing to lose.
0: I mean, I again, I think this is just... This is putting opportunity in perspective. This is removing a name... In, in putting in a name you wouldn't think. I mean, people wrote off A.J. Green. People look at Washington's offense and say, there's nobody there that I really want. Terry McLaurin has been up and down all season. But at the end of the day, these guys are, the they're receiving the most air yards, right? So, in what air yards are, are from where the quarterback throws the ball to where they catch the ball. This does not factor in yards after the catch. This does not factor in... Anything else, it doesn't combine the two. This is truly who is catching the ball furthest down the field. Agent Green is number two, been very inefficient. And Terry McLaurin, and this is a rather large sample size. I mean, it's 50 targets. Yeah, I mean, yeah.
2: half the season, eight games, 50 targets, solid. Okay. Get All right, gone. you guys ready for number I'm two? I'm ready. I already have my answer. Can
0: Terry I go first?
1: McCringleberry. So,
0: of the same 15 players, Ooh. Calvin Ridley leads the list of wide receivers in red zone targets. Uh, red zone target share for his team at 33.3%. Who is number
2: two in red zone target shares out of those 15 wide receivers? See, I don't have my answer anymore because I just had it for the rest of the NFL, and I'm going back to this list right now, and I'm going to tell you the answer in one second.
3: Uh, I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm Marsh looking. will go Tyler Boyd.
2: I'm going to tell Believe you it. Yeah, this is tough. I'll um, take DeAndre Hopkins. It's, I don't know. Soft.
3: <laughs> I'm going...
2: I like it's too obvious. It can't be right. <laughs> that,
3: that's <laughs> no. what I was saying, too. Uh. No, I'm going... Um. Uh, Allen Robinson. Okay.
0: Now, target share percentage is always skewed, because if there's not a lot of targets going around... It, the percentage could be inflated, right? Bit. So
2: I wanted to guess Mike Evans, and then I realized he's not on the list, so he's not even. He's not even right, in the and,
0: they, and they needed
1: to a two-yard touchdown they, king.
0: They needed to qualify for a second. They, I wasn't going to send you guys on a wild goose chase. I wanted to dull, right. null it down to, to yeah, no, the a whole large league of wider size is right. too many. <laughs> um, number two after Calvin Ridley, Terry McRedzone. Dude, Terry, Are Terry. All the answers, Terry? I've cracked the code. Terry. This is me taking a multiple choice number test and so they're all A. I'm all a I'm two questions in. I just do all A's. Well, so, I just damn. and they may not be running a lot of plays, but again, now we've we've identified two things with Terry McLaurin. He's receiving a ton of work down the field. He's he's getting the ball far down the field, and he is the number one option in the red zone for the Washington Redskins. Granted, they might not be there a lot. I'll stay. I'll still take that guy. Deep balls oh, yeah. and short balls, you know. He's got all the balls. Okay. All ready for balls. ready for number three. Yes. Do it. DeAndre Hawkins leads the list of players in yards after catch at three hundred and seventeen. Of course. Can you name the number two player?
3: Um My answer will be DJ Moore. Out of that list. Oh man. <laughs> you should probably just
2: I'm going to take, take Terry. I know, right? <laughs> I'm going to take Tyler Lockett. Because he's got some deep balls, but he's also run a little bit. I'm
1: going to go with the flyer because I want to DJ more. And I'll go Stefan Stephon Diggs. Stephon
2: Diggs.
0: Terry McYack monster. God damn it. A bitch.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he's the best. Trevor God. God.
0: <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, listeners. <laughs> Terry McLaurin not only is getting the the fifth most yards I'm down the, the field no matter by what. qualified wide receivers, he's number two in red zone target share, and he's number two in yards after the catch. Being behind a name like DeAndre Hopkins is massive, and his yards after the catch are about two hundred and eighty four.
2: Like you, you just look at him and you are like, so if you had a halfway serviceable quarterback. He would
3: be very,
2: very <laughs> Terry
1: McDingleberry.
2: How much better could he be? He would be Terry Mc number 1 wide receiver. Terry Mc1.
3: And the thing is like teams aren't going to go Shop try fun. to trade for the guy cuz the risk is like, hey, this is this is our best player on the yeah. team. We got to keep this guy for the you know, yep. f- for the rebuild. Um, yeah, yeah he's super young. Damn, man. I can't believe freaking Terry. So,
2: Dicky, shout out. I hate you.
3: So, the next question is, I'm guessing Terry, even though it's an over under well, question. So, <laughs>
1: so, so yeah, so we're we'll, all guessing Terry. Thank you. Well, let's speed Terry this up. Um,
0: well, I I want to pause on this for a second because we are approaching trade deadline in a lot of fantasy leagues. Terry McLaurin's Fantasy lines haven't looked all that spectacular. I mean, he's had one game over 20 points. He's had a handful in the double digits. After reading all of that, are you? Would you be in the market to try and go and buy yourself Terry McLaurin? Much more than
2: I was before. Uh, I'll put it that way. But we always talk about this like fantasy is not real life. Real life's not fantasy. So he's effective in real life. He's getting long targets. He's getting red zone work, but he's not always scoring a ton of points that's the distinction. You know, he's not in your, your wide receiver one territory, or maybe he's close to it, but he's not in there. So if I'm going after him, yeah, I, 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 after hearing that, I'd love to add him to my team. His, his upside is obviously huge, but I'm not going to overspend for him. Yeah.
3: He's wide receiver 11 right now. Oh, there you go. So he's, um, he's, he's right on the cusp. I would,
1: I'm saying straight up. If he's your wide receiver three, you're doing good. If he's your wide receiver two, You still might need to do some stuff over that. Only because the QB situation there. I don't agree with it. Right, exactly. If Dwayne
2: Hassett was still there, I'd probably like him more. I mean, Alex Smith, Kyle Allen, whoever is going to be playing quarterback there, just has not been effective. Yeah.
0: And I'm skeptical about that, too, and the sustainability of, of these actual numbers. We will check back in in a couple of weeks. Yeah,
1: plus they put the NFC East like three of the seven
0: weeks so far, so...
1: Definitely trade for him, but how high?
0: I mean, I don't know that I would trade in RB2 for him. I, I think RBs are too valuable to yeah, go would, with Would you with go James Gunner for him? That's like, a great question, no. actually. No, right, no. exactly, and I wouldn't. I mean, Antonio Gidson, I mean, he's, yeah. he's 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 a big trade target of mine, like a sell target of mine.
2: Yeah. Um, I still don't know, I mean, given the landscape of running backs. No, I wouldn't. I mean, there's not a lot of guys I'd move for him. I don't know who's in that territory. It's like DeAndre Swift, who's just coming on now, and like like late RB twos. Jonathan Taylor, who had a bye week. If you're doing season totals, it's like none of those guys. Miles Sanders missed a couple of games, so he's down. But like that, that's the whole twenty to twenty three ish range. And I don't, want, right, I don't want Terry for that price.
1: Never. All right,
0: all right let's move on to uh, the next couple here. Adam Thielen. These are all air yard related. Adam Thielen mm-hmm. average air yards per target over under twelve point five. Over, I'm going over
1: 12.5. Over.
0: Okay, he's at 14.4 yards per target, air yards per target, air yards per target. Yes. Um, I wasn't, Garbage I wasn't, King. I wasn't exactly sure where you guys were gonna go with that, and I, I actually thought about putting it a little bit higher at 13.5. But <laughs> uh, it is what it is. Robbie Anderson over under 11.5 air yards per target.
1: Oh, that's weird, because he's having. Right
3: here. under. I'm going under. I'll go over. Okay, he's under. He's at about which is crazy nine, for Robbie 9. Anderson. 7.
0: Well, and it's just funny because when you think about Adam, Adam Thielen, you think about the slot, the short to intermediate routes. He's Close. getting touchdowns, and you think about Robbie Anderson as his big play guy. We've talked about Robbie Anderson multiple times. The TDs just aren't there. Everything's through the yards, but he he's just becoming.
2: I mean, he was very high on the yak list uh, yards well, after the catch. Early in the season, too, he caught that one ball. It was like 80-something yards. Like, There's a big chunk right there. That right. makes a lot of after sense. After a while. But he gets so many looks. Like, They can't help be long. Right. It, well, and,
0: and this just goes to show he's not one-dimensional. Right. I he, mean, you watch the game last night, and you're like, he's all of the field. He's
1: short, middle, deep.
3: Oh, he's everywhere. Just get rid of Adam Gase, and then, boom, <laughs> he's a stud freaking receiver that the Jets uh, lost. Is
1: again. he with his coach from back in college? Days. Yes, he That's is right here. So yeah.
3: mm-hmm. there you go. That's
1: easy. Does it baby?
0: Easy. Does it? It is uh, also interesting to note that both him and DJ Moore on that 50 yard target list and Robbie Anderson, the better wide receiver for about 10 rounds <laughs> different... There's bunch. a lot
1: of...
3: 10 rounds, maybe, I mean... <sighs> maybe, maybe more maybe than more. that, 12. He, he's a, I mean, he's on a v- vampire team because he, <laughs> he was wasn't
0: drafted. Right. All right, next one. This one might be a little bit more difficult to to come up with, and I set the bar a little bit lower, but I'm only giving you guys five players. And this is... Um, you are ranking in, in order... Average air yards per target between Mike Evans, DeAndre Hawkins, Stephon Diggs, Calvin Ridley, DK Metcalf.
1: Whoa.
0: Yeah, so going one to five. Going Uh, one to five, yeah. So I'll read it again. Um, All five of these players have 35 or more targets. Order in descending order, most air yards per target. Mike Evans, DeAndre Hawkins, Stephon Diggs, Calvin Ridley, DK Metcalf. Oh, this is air yards per target again. Air yards per target. So who do you think is on average catching the ball
3: furthest down the field?
2: Okay. Let me just go ahead and change that. I'll
3: I'll do mine. Um, I'm doing Metcalf, Hopkins, Ridley, Diggs, and then Evans.
2: All right. I'm going to go DK, Ridley, Hopkins, Diggs, Evans.
1: I will... Agree with a lot of it, but Metcalf, Ridley, Diggs, Hopkins, Evans, Samuson.
0: Okay. All of you guys got the first one right. DK Metcalf, 16.7 air yards per target. On 44 targets, I mean, the dude's just feel like down the field all the time. It. Calvin Ridley comes in at 2. 14.4 air so yards. Right. Number 3. Hopkins, probably. Mike Evans. Eleven point five air yards per target. Yeah, I
2: put him at the end because I thought he was just catching like two, two
0: well, catches, three well, yards.
3: I'm thinking the three for three yards and three touchdowns. <laughs> so many
1: injuries though that probably took a factor. Right, and and
0: and that honestly was something when I looked at these five players, I would have assumed Mike Evans was the lowest.
3: Well, when left. you put Evans here, I go, he put him here because he's a big name guy, but because he's last. Wow. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> wow. So I mean,
1: we all even, put, we all put him last. Yeah. You you see the the
0: three for three yards and in, in the couple TDs, but I mean he's still down the field. Now it's a smaller sample size. He has a small sample size out of all of them with thirty nine targets. So right. I mean it, it is a little bit skewed, but at the same time, um, you know it just goes to show he's still down the field. Stephon Diggs comes in at number four at ten point eight yards per target. Which was eye-opening to me because this is actually a career low for Stefan Diggs. He was running further down the field and catching the ball further down the field for the Vikings than he is for the Bills. Which means the Bills are putting him in situations where he's not having to run go routes every single time. And I think it translates. You see it in the fantasy numbers. This is all on 70 targets. Oh, right. When you had noodle arm Kirk Cousins throw him a fly route 80% of the has time. To be <laughs> right. He has to be now. Right. He has to be a number one wide receiver. And to be that, you can't always run a go-rat.
3: Yeah, it means wide receiver four in the year.
2: Unless you're Mike Thomas. And you can always Great run a job. <clears throat> Mr. Viking going straight. It, but he doesn't play, so. <laughs> I'd love to see Michael Thomas's at air yard. It's probably like 1.3. He'll probably oh punch God. you
3: in, in that argument. Listen like up, slam boy.
1: <laughs> God dang it, Gardner Johnson. <laughs>
3: All right, so we're going to r- in, running backs next?
0: Well, and just... Uh, on DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins came in last. He had the most targets out of all five of these players at 73 targets, 8.4 air yards per target, which is significantly low. And especially in an offense where I think we thought he was going to be, um, Christian Kirk's air yards are actually far higher than DeAndre Hopkins, but touchdowns are, uh, King in fantasy football. And so is DeAndre Hopkins, honestly, still a very good wide receiver um okay so yeah so we'll move on to rbs so i have a list of 14 rbs that all have 25 targets or more okay this list is aaron jones alvin kamara chase edmonds Clyde edwards hilaire david montgomery devin singletary Ezekiel elliott ito smith jd mckissick james robinson joe mixon mike davis Miles Gaskin, Naheem Hines, Ronald Jones.
2: Edo Smith being on this list
0: makes me physically sick. And Edo Smith was
3: actually a healthy scratch last night.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely wild. Like, there's some names on here I would not have expected to be. Like, I did not expect Miles Gaskin to be on here. Um, Hines, I guess. Hines makes sense. That first week
3: was. um, Yeah, what? 13 (laughs) catches?
0: Yeah, well, I mean, and he had, you know, what? 10 targets. So, here's the, here, here's the thing with the running backs. So, we, we measured air yards with the wide receivers. With the running backs, we know, okay, here's a list of 14 guys that have all gotten 25 targets. But you have to run routes to get targets. Here's the top five targets, um, top five RBs of that, of that list, and really ultimately of the entire season, um, with the most routes run. Devin Singletary... David Montgomery, Zeke, Kamara, and David Johnson. Order them from
2: highest to lowest. All right, so for routes run, I've got Singletary, Kamara, DJ, Zeke, and then Monty.
3: Okay. Um, I'll go next. I have the order uh, Kamara, David Johnson, Singletary, Montgomery, and then Zeke at five. Okay.
1: And the shiesler will go um, Singletary, Kamara, DJ, Monty, then Zeke.
2: Okay.
0: I knew for a fact nobody was going to get this right. Number one is Ezekiel Elliott. I was going <laughs> to... He has run 206 routes. He's only
2: running back in the system. I should have known it.
0: David Johnson is number two. Let's go get that. Holy shit. At 188 routes run. Number three, Devin Singletary, 158 routes run. Two out of three, right? Let's Let's go. David Montgomery at number four. With 157 three, three routes run. And Kamara's last? And Kamara Sick. has only run 153 routes. He's just, so, he's
1: just housing all of them. He's and great. he's still like number seven in fantasy wow. overall. That's, so that, That's amazing, actually.
0: I mean, this isn't to say who's the better pass catcher, who's the better. But what this shows you is there the offenses that are out there. The offenses that are out there that are relying on their running backs to be involved in the passing game. Zeke has to be involved. David Johnson has to be involved. Singletary has to be involved. Montgomery has to be involved. These running backs, while, yes, they're... David Johnson, Singletary, Montgomery, honestly, were the biggest surprises to me on here. I knew Zeke was running a lot of routes. I didn't think Kamara would be number five in the, in the league. But there is an opportunity for David Johnson, Singletary, Montgomery... Where they're being they have to be on the field for their team to be succeeding. Now, I mean, five and two, I mean, these aren't great teams. I'm not rushing out to go get myself a five David and Johnson. Two bears, David.
2: I mean, right. But you do look at this from a like a fantasy perspective. If these are if you're in half point or full point PBR, these are your guys' own. Like do this, routes run shit, and sort that when you're doing
3: trade targets. Like that's what you want. Oh yeah, I mean biggest thing with Monty, Cohen's on the IR. They gotta throw it to someone. Ryan Nall is not that pass catching back. He's the backup. How dare you <laughs> talk about Ryan Nall like that? Ryan Nall, Nall and Mango's best me? friend. Yeah. Um. Well, good. Good for Montgomery, as much as I don't like the guy. <laughs> I
0: mean, I'm not rushing out to go get Montgomery, but no. if you can find yourself Lost some three good yards value, right, I mean,
3: like if you can get this guy for a flex play each week. We've said he's going to get You eight to ten the, points. The big problem is that people week. drafted him as like RB two,
2: and you are like, right that and you cannot convince them to trade you or trade him to the to you for a flex play swap. They're just like, no, dude, RB two. I drafted him in the fifth round. So well, it's not my fault. You are stupid, right? <laughs> well, I mean, and that's the thing. I mean, at the
0: end of the day, the one. But like, you, I mean,
2: yeah, like you said, any any game, he's capable of taking the routes, run, and per, probably his target share to turning that into 20, 25 points, but you get to do it, Yeah, <laughs> Auntie?
1: 20, Monty? 25 points?
2: Yeah,
0: not in this life. Tom. All right, what's the next Damn. one, Tom? All right, so the next one is, out of those five players, can you guess who has the highest target rate? So it's who is getting the most targets
2: off of their routes run?
1: Okay, I'm in. Yuck. Monty, sir.
3: I'm taking Kamara. I'm going Kamara as well. It's Kumar. He's the least so, routes run. He's the best chance. So, and and
0: and this <laughs> is the is thing. It, is this a, tr- a trick question? <laughs> just because these running backs are running a lot of routes doesn't necessarily mean they're translating to targets, right? Yep. It just means that there's an opportunity for them to get a target, which then could translate into fantasy points. Um, all right. So, Scotty's, Scotty's grabbing me a beer. A yogurt. A quick um, yogurt. Thank yogurt. Yeah. Oh yeah. Thank you, guy. Okay. This next one, granted, might be a little bit easier to identify, um, but there's uh, there's some good stuff here. We have 16 running backs through eight weeks who have 85 carries or more. That list is Derrick Henry, Todd Gurley, Joe Mixon, Kenyon Drake, Josh Jacobs, C.E.H., Ezekiel Elliott, Ronald Jones, James Robinson, David Johnson, Kareem Hunt. David Montgomery, James Conner, Dalvin Cook, Jonathan Taylor, Darrell Henderson. Now are these in order or? These are these are actually in order okay. of who has the most carries to the lowest carries. Gotcha. Okay. Um Derrick Henry and Todd Gurley lead the list in red zone touches. Derrick Henry has thirty eight red zone uh, touches. Todd Gurley has thirty three red zone touches. Makes sense. Can you name the number three running back with the most red zone touches out of those sixteen running backs?
1: Wow. Um Ooh. This
3: is tough.
2: This is uh uh touches now. Is this r- rushes and this is rushes and um catches. <clears throat> Just I'm gonna make my guess but only because of what you said to me pre-podcast and so I'm gonna let these other guys go first
3: I'm going Joe Mixon
1: okay I'm gonna go um I have I two people game. in mind actually uh I will go James Robinson. Okay,
2: and I'm gonna take Daryl Henderson because before the podcast, you told me you had some enlightening stats about him, and I've yet to hear anything enlightening.
1: Okay,
0: so
2: this is the one enlightening thing about Daryl <laughs> Henderson.
0: Daryl Henderson is number three in red zone touches in the NFL Damn. through eight week eight uh, eight weeks. Shocking!
1: Wow, and there's two games where he was not even featured too. That's beautiful.
0: Yep. Yeah, honestly, it's shocking. And, and, and just... just He has to at least have 85 carries to even qualify. Which means... And his... his um, I actually didn't... I don't have the number uh, directly in front of me. I'll have to dig it up. Uh, let me see if I can grab it real quick. It was up in the 20s um, of his his red zone touches. It was like 29 or 28. So a majority like of his carries are in the red zone, right? Um... Okay. Second question. Can you name the player with the highest red zone carry rate? Red zone carries divided by total carries. So we're taking catches <laughs> out of the equation here.
2: Yes, I can. Thank you for asking. It's James Conner. Okay. I don't know that for sure, but I just want to be confident. <laughs>
3: <laughs> um I wasn't saying it too, but I'll just go uh David Johnson.
2: Oh you need a list there, guy.
1: No, I don't. I think I'm just
2: going to go randomly
1: with. Oh. Quite the random. Quite the random. <laughs> Talk early.
0: Daryl Henderson. You son of a bitch. So it's the same
3: thing with freaking Terry <laughs> McLaurin. The answer's always. Faked
0: me out.
1: Why is not Terry McLaurin well, number I'm
0: 17? Just, I'm sitting here and I'm going through all these stats and I go, Terry McLaurin and Daryl Henderson have the best opportunity to have massive gains Every single week. I mean, outside of your obvious Derrick Henry's Todd Gurley's, Daryl Henderson can honestly probably be bought for cheap. If you need running back help, you could probably trade hey, Tom, Terry McLaurin.
3: I'll send you a trade this week for, for Daryl <laughs> Henderson because I'm facing <laughs> you. But no. but for cheap.
0: For real, real cheap. Still got it. No, I'll cheap. give you Tevin Coleman for him. Um deal. I'm going to give you That's the the actual number for Daryl Henderson. 29 red zone touches. Um, and I need to find his uh, red zone percentage real quick. Daryl Henderson's red zone carry percent is 30%, and that leads the league. So 30% of his carries are coming in the red zone. That is what that means. That is uh, so quite to Henderson. I mean, I'm Terminator. very
3: happy we did this because it's the average person stuff. wouldn't even start Daryl Henderson in a- – Some weeks, because they still think, you know, Brown there. Akers is going to be the guy. No, it's Daryl Henderson. It is. Indubitably. Indubitably. And we are two
0: weeks going into into trade. So these are guys to remember on your list. And and honestly, the two biggest targets I would would give. Um, All right, we're going to get now into goal line carries. I only have one player here, and it's James Robinson over under 5.5 goal line carries on the season. Remember, he has qualified for the 85 carries, so he's got 85 carries, Five over under 5.5 of those being on the goal line. Uh, 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 over.
1: Under. Under.
2: Why do you say Under. I just feel like you're trying to trick me, man. Uh,
1: <laughs> I am just. I've watched the Jags for a long time. I've had Fournette. I've had every single flipping running back, but I think they do not like to throw. Oh no, the, they do. They love to throw on the goal line and it's just what it is.
0: And they don't like to run. He is under.
1: Always. And how far Always. under
0: do you think he is? Is he like one? <laughs> he has like one. One. Yeah. Wow. One goal, goal line. line carry. Now, granted, again, we've talked about this. Like, to get a goal line carry, you have to be on
3: the goal line. <laughs> right. Exactly. However. Four, four touchdowns total. He's good. only got four. <laughs> He's <laughs> just
2: run them in deep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, look at that offense, too. They got so many battering rams there.
3: In getting a Go, goal line. Just kidding. It's Chris Goal line in nice.
1: this
0: statistic really means on the two or the one. So, I yes. mean, if they're on the two or the one, I mean, they're not giving the ball to James Robinson is is really what, what it comes out to. I don't have the total number of times they were on the, on the goal line. But I just enough. thought, it, I thought one. it was eye-opening. <laughs> one time, probably, probably one. one. Um, the next two stats are a little bit more. I mean, take them for what you want them, but it should be a bit eye-opening about what these players' production has been. Ronald Jones over under five and, 5.5 average defenders in the box. So think of everything that Ronald Jones has done, and how many times on average, how many average like defenders are in the box on average is he facing? Is it over five? Is it under five? Say under.
1: I'm gonna go over, Bob.
0: I'll do the under on that one. It's over. Fuck. It's yep.
2: so wild because you're like you gotta guard those receivers. The sheets. Yep. Sorry. So
0: Ronald Jones actually has one of the highest um, average defender rates in the league at seven. Could you imagine? So, on average, That's Ronald That's a 4-3 front every weekend. And he's doing what he did against seven-man boxes on average.
2: Well, no wonder the receivers are Good catching everybody Just in the fresh. world. <laughs> right. If this four makes is sense four that- guys covering four guys. Here's your problem. <laughs> Here you
0: goes Scotty Miller. <laughs> yeah. Chris Carson over under average defenders in the box at 6.5. Over. I'm going <clears> over because, <throat> because of those receivers. Under Bob. It's under. You son of a bitch it Thank is you.
2: five dubskis I, again I guess want wow. to cover the receivers but these I guess whoever Seattle's playing is doing it right don't worry about yeah. Chris They are the receivers well and it's
0: Why and it's just it's on just
1: on the, on the one yard line? <laughs> it,
2: it's just funny and in,
0: the, in the way that I look at this this statistic honestly is Ronald Jones, while many may think that he's overachieving, he's doing it in probably one of the most difficult situations. He's facing the 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 most defenders in the box on average in the league of those who qualify. You know, for, for this, Chris Carson is doing great this year, and everybody look—he's facing nobody in the box. So, is Chris Carson overrated and Ronald Jones is underrated? I mean, if if I'm a Chris Carson owner and I hear this. I probably likely don't do anything. I mean, this isn't any reason to to freak out, but there is some part of Chris Carson's game that may be overrated because he's not facing as many men in the box as other running backs. Yeah.
2: Yeah, fair. Wow. Across the
0: board. That is the stack game I have. The From wide receiver the... one was was a little bit more yeah, well, uh What the marker one more one. Marking or... one more. Oh, I got one more.
3: Oh, I don't have it on my answer sheet. Mm. Mark Ingram over under 5.5 5 goal line carries. I'm going under. I can tell you for a fact this is under. I'm a Mark Ingram owner in multiple leagues.
0: Yeah, I think this one was here. Uh, he he should be under. I'm going to go look it up. I don't have the answer directly in front of I'm me. I'm actually
1: going to go under as well because that's not even cool at all. <laughs> I,
0: I think I was starting with and the I Mark would, Ingram. I would and... want to just go over just yeah, to get, he's, get something he's, better, he's but under. I got to go under. Yeah, he's, he's under. He's, he's got, uh, I believe, I mean, zero goal yeah. line carries. Yeah. Um, which, you know, whatever. I actually should have removed that from the docket. Uh, so that's that. So the two biggest takeaways I took was Terry McLaurin is literally everything Washington is. Deep threat, red zone threat. Deep threat. And I forget what the other one was. Joe Henderson. Oh, Yak Monster. And then Daryl Henderson uh, getting the most red zone opportunities on his team and really leading the NFL in in red zone uh, opportunities um, over total carries. I mean, again, percentages aren't always the greatest thing. Averages aren't always the greatest thing, but they're eye-opening. With all that being said, we're at about 40 minutes right now. Figure we'd probably go into our start and sits. So we went over the preview. If you listened to the preview of the previous podcast, we kind of went through, everybody kind of talked about who their start and sits were. This is an opportunity for us to kind of plant a flag and just say, hey, listen, this is the guy, this is my start of the week, right? This is the guy I want to start. I'm choosing to start Love Bell this week. It's a revenge game against Adam Gase. It's a 19.5 spread. I expect Kansas City to cover that. And... I think that the opportunity for Lev Bell is absolutely massive in this game. And that's not to take away anything from CEH. That's to say that Lev Bell should absolutely destroy the Jets. It may not translate for the rest of the season, but Lev Bell should spank the Jets and spank Adam
3: Gase. If there's a game to start Lev Bell, it's this game. And I'm a big CEH guy. Give the ball to Lev Bell. Shove it down Gase's face. And,
2: and and he this is Gase beating. So. And this
0: this also is not Sit C-H. I mean that's and that's the other thing I wanted to point out is that both Lebel and C and C H can be started in lineups. I mean maybe not the same lineup. Uh, if you have both of them, good for you. But. Um, I guess I actually, Great spread, I, I actually guess maybe it, it's very possible. <laughs> um, but I think that both of them are going to be top 20, 24 backs this week. But yes, shove it down Adam Gase's throat. Shove it,
2: murder him, spread them. Mersh,
3: um, who was your start of the week? You got S- Singletary yet?
1: Uh, start of the week is um, Mr. Singletary because of the. Very poor defense of the Patriots. They're 27th overall in rushing defense. They're um, straight up at 4.5 yards a carry. When I see that, you could do that every single time and get a first down. The only thing that they could really do is rush up their bums and (laughs) – Thank you. Rush out their bums and do a little play-action fake to get a little bit of open, and that's what they need to do. But Moss is definitely cutting into his stuff, which I get. I don't think it, this will be the game, but maybe a couple of games after. But I think he could easily, easily get you 13 right now. That's my, that's my, that's my take.
0: I think if you get 13 out of Singletary, you are a very happy owner. Yeah, you're happy,
1: and over. he would be your flex. Hopefully, Ho- right? Hope to God. And, and hope again, to God. Hope to
0: we're, God. We're not ESPN telling you to go start Kenny Galladay and DeAndre Hopkins every week. You this of, is
2: you thought was his Mahomes guy. Is he I good.
0: I'm watching ESPN oh, on mute today, and like I'm just working. I had it on mute, and I see the bottom ticker, and I go. I might as well just go watch like some soap opera. This is it's trash. I would rather watch General Hospital than ESPN. And in, and in, in people are honestly sitting there oh, saying, dude. "What do I do with Singletary?" So Hospital the,
1: other
0: day? the uh, listener league leading seven and zero, Rob Marchand starting Singletary, Corey putting yeah. a putting an asterisk on his uh, or a preface on his uh, on his start.
2: Yeah, I, but it's might kind of obvious in the sense that if you draft this guy, you're probably starting him every week, anyways. But I have Lamar Jackson as a start. He Has not been the Lamar Jackson that you've expected when you drafted him like to be your obvious QB1, or at least in that battle, probably neck and neck with Mahomes. Mahomes is up there. Lamar's just not. Uh, If you're going on total points right now, he's QB16. He just had his bye week last week. So factor that in, by all means. If you go by average per game, he's your QB12. So he's barely a QB1 on the year, which is just not enough. I talked about this in the previous podcast, but – this week against the Steelers, if they are going to win and the Ravens want to win, trust me, they especially in the AFC North when they can go for the tie for the division lead and take the slight edge because they would have the head to head against the Steelers. Now, Lamar Jackson is going to have to do a lot more. If he does not go out and throw for three hundred yards, a couple touchdowns, probably run for another hundred, and probably add a score on there on the ground there, they're not winning this game. And I don't know that they've had that situation occur this year for them. Like they have not had to have Lamar play at a super duper high level just to win a the game. They've kind of won fairly easily. They've lost one game, but whatever that happens. But 5 and 1 and Lamar's kind of been on autopilot. This week he needs a big performance. That's why I have him. If he doesn't score 25 points, I'm going to consider it a miss. But then if he hits 25, I'm calling it a hit. There's no watch territory on this one for me.
3: 20 24.5. <laughs> <laughs> Until it
2: happens and then we'll have a different conversation.
3: All right, uh, my start of the week is Melvin Gordon, the Broncos revenge game. One more in, in the books. We got Bell against the Jets. We got Melvin Gordon against the Chadges. Jimmy Graham against the Saints. And Jimmy Graham. Well, he's on the <laughs> yeah, podcast, but that's I, that's messing messing too, yeah. um, the real game. <laughs> the real game. Melvin Gordon fumbled twice last week. Loser. Lost it. Oh, God. Know who still got the, the, the touchdown in the red zone? Melvin Gordon.
1: Philip Lindsay went out on the concussion. Sorry, keep
3: going. And he's out again. <laughs> and that that's a big factor. If he's out, they have r- Royce Freeman. Exactly. Royce Freeman's <laughs> kind of a bum.
2: He sucks. I thought he was going to be so good. Yeah, so did I. I <laughs> yeah. yeah. <And> r-
3: regardless, <laughs> Malvin Gordon is getting around over 15 attempts a game when he's healthy without Philip Lindsay. And he's going to just throw it down the target's... Th- Throat saying, Hey, look, Eckler's hurt. You should have signed me instead. Even though Gordon kind of destroyed his time there holding out. Regardless, this is a game where I'm going to start Gordon in every freaking league because he's going to at least score one touchdown. He can fumble twice. I don't give a shit. If he gives me <laughs> 70 yards in touchdown. That's over 10 points. Yeah, He's a great RB2 flex play.
2: And he's a petty dude. Like You know it just by. The way he held out, like he wants this revenge game against his former team, but yeah. Who you got for your sit though?
3: My sit is Tua. <gasps> and I'm not gonna pronounce his last name because I know a will fuck Tunga, it up.
1: Tunga Viloa. Tungavai-
0: yeah, it's, it's not doing
3: it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I love Tua. I love everything about him in college. Dolphins drafting him. Still don't love the Fitzpatrick bench but he's going against the rams it's not the best game for a rookie for his first game to go against ramsey that that very tough secondary um i mean he's not a top 12 quarterback and i know people that picked him up in waivers spent a lot of money on him so they're likely starting him this week but i would just pump the brakes give it one week I'm fine if I'm wrong on this. I wanted him to sit on my bench to prove me that I'm wrong. And then I can start him going forward.
2: Oh, right. He goes out and drops 35 on the Rams. You're like, I have a new sure. quarterback. Yeah. Who else can I drop?
3: I'm not mad about it. Cause he's likely my backup. I, I would hope.
2: Right. If you're, if you're starting to you should be, or if you, if you have to, you should already have been starting somebody the rest of the year. So
3: yeah. And, in,
0: in I mean, I saw this sit and I go, okay, well this is obvious. But I think a lot of people probably look at, okay, Fitzpatrick was quarterback seven. I mean, now I get to a, do I have quarterback seven? It's like, and and I agree with you, Scotty. Wait. Yeah. Wait for that to happen. Wait for him to tell you he's going to be that before. And uh, what is hilarious about his last name pronunciation, it is Tung-O-Vailoa. But his name is spelled T-A-G. Like T-A-G-O. But, but the tongue. pronunciation the is N is T-U-N-G. silent, <laughs> is he... or the N
3: is not silent. It's not it's even not there.
0: Even it's not the there. Name.
2: Is he Tongan?
3: <laughs> Nailed it.
0: <laughs> okay, let's
2: go to the other
1: quarterbacks.
3: Dow's the elephant. Do.
2: Brought to like you
1: from, by Dow's the elephant. By from
2: Tonga. <laughs> Come on, guys. Uh, I also have another quarterback. I uh, had a start quarterback. Scott's got a quarterback in there, but I've got a sit for you. His name's Baker Mayfield. You might have heard of him. Maybe seen him on TV doing a million commercials. He's not practicing how to play football. Uh, this should be an easy sit. Like, I really think it's obvious, but for some reason, Baker's ownership percentage and start percentage have both been going up all week, and I'm just I'm, – I'm done with it. I'm here to put an end to it. He had five touchdowns last week against Cincinnati. Congratulations. Odell went down. He played well. Congratulations. I don't care. You're facing like you're facing off against Vegas, and they're not the best team by any means. Again, I still don't care. Baker Mayfield is Baker Mayfield, and more often than not, he's going to give you 11 to 15 points. If you're expecting another 30 points out of him, you're gonna be mistaken. This is not the game for it to happen. I, he doesn't have Odell. He doesn't. Jarvis Landry can't even move. He's he's got broken ribs. He'll probably dump the ball off to Hunt 100 times. Harrison Bryant probably doesn't have two touchdowns again. So across the board, there are better options for you to play than Baker Mayfield when he's going to give you, I don't know if I'm being generous, maybe he gives you 14 points. That's how you lose a fantasy week if your quarterback doesn't give you 20. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. You yeah, stick. and this is really more of a preemptive, like, uh, last week was fool's goal. Let's remember, yeah. this was also a divisional game that they played against the Cincinnati Bengals. They, they're they not in the division right now. They don't need desperately that win, and it could be a slower place of game, honestly, with the way that the, the Raiders play offense. 100%. Mersch, you're sitting an entire backfield.
1: Well, the Monday night Nat matchup against the Buccaneers, which is probably... Stats-wise, probably the fourth-best running defense on the league. They're averaging 3.0 yards a carry, I believe. And no matter who plays, Freeman or is it Gallman, it really doesn't matter, folks. The whole thing is, like, they're going to be down by at least 14 straight up, maybe even in the second. They're not going to pass. It really doesn't matter. And the whole thing is, like, Freeman is touchdown dependency. If you have Freeman on your roster and you spent a lot of money on him or you try to trade for him or whatever you try to do, it's not worth it. Try to trade him very high. That's very <laughs> – that is very, 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 very so, good advice.
0: So when here, – and here's the here's the other piece, right? So we're talking about the Giants' backfield. Freeman may not even play, and even at that, again, I mean, we we've talked about, you know, I mean, we were wrong about Mike Davis. Yeah, I mean, we said when you draft Saquon Barkley and Christian McCaffrey, there is no backup, there is no handcuff, there is no Alexander Madison waiting in the wind. That remains true with Saquon Barkley, right? I mean, those those guys are yeah, they are they ka-ka. are who we thought they were, yeah. But ka-ka. Mike Davis, yeah,
1: missed. it's all the poo poo and the caca. Mike
0: Davis um, is good. I'm going with Juju. The poopoo, kaka, juju, voodoo,
2: juju. Um, juju, mama, juju. I
0: love juju. Um, I, I the the kids just the character. Like I love watching juju play football. They're going against one of the best slot corners in the league, um, and juju has played literally all over the field. He's played X. He's played Y. He's played in the slot. Well, slot is Y, but whatever. That's <laughs> so um, you say you play Z. <laughs> Juju's been everywhere. The Baltimore defense is legit. They're not going to let Juju beat them. I mean, really at the end of the day, Juju's been in the league for 4 years, right? I mean, he came in at, at 19, 20 years old. He's been in for 3 or four, 3 or 4 years. Actually, it might be I think it's 4. It's his
3: 4th year they declined. well, I don't they do decline the
0: they did decline the 5-year option. Either way, where I'm going with Juju is Yes, he saw 14 targets in the previous week, but Deontay Johnson and Claypool have certainly come in, and the addition of Eric Ebron have certainly come in and taken away from Juju's upside tremendously. Juju has not received—we just talked about air yards at the beginning of this podcast. Juju has not gotten over 50 air yards in any single game this season. His opportunities to make those big plays happen that he was getting when Antonio Brown was on the field— just aren't there anymore now we kind of talked about it a little bit earlier like okay well Deontay Johnson is really the slot play he's really the X, and Claypool kind of figures in everywhere else that may change it's a good it's a good defense divisional opponent there hasn't been much optimism around Juju if you have other options put him on your bench sit him down Wait a week. Don't chase another 14-target week. I mean, this This could very easily be a slot fest. I mean, this This could be like a 17-13 victory Steelers on the back of James Conner. I mean, yeah. it it's very well it could be that. And if that happens, you miss the Lamar Jackson thing. Oh, yeah. If you hit Lamar, I probably missed Juju. So, <laughs> uh, that's that's where we're at. um but now we're in. Let's sleepers. do the sleepers. Who you sleeping sleeping on? Sleeping with. I'm uh huh. I'll, I'll I'll lay in bed with Jalen Rager. <laughs> <laughs> Rager <laughs> I, I, I like this boy. I like this boy. I was so excited uh when he came into the league. I mean, we did our dynasty draft, and I, I said this was the draft I'm gonna go and acquire all my rookies in. And I mean I I like traded future picks away because I said these are the guys I want. Rager was a funny one. I sat there and I said, who has like you, in fantasy, we, we've talked about it, right? You need to understand what your fantasy roster is. Do you have consistency, the targets? Do you have just home run threats? Jalen Rager might pose one of the best deep threat home run hitters in the NFL as it stands today. Um, and, and what he has is great because you see what Deshaun Jackson did with uh, uh, Carson Wentz in, in week one in 2019. Absolutely peppered him. Wentz needs a deep target. Jalen Rager, 98th percentile on burst score. So zero inertia to absolutely a whatever their measurement is. He's at the 98th percentile. He broke out at the age of 18. This this is coming from player profiler. 18 was his breakout age, which means he received 30% or more of the target percentage from his team. So he at 18 was the number one wide receiver for TCU. Andy he ran a 4-4. I mean, a 4-4 is, is what it is. It's not the fastest. But when you pair that with a 98th percentile burst score, he's getting down the the field and he's getting down quick. That is what Carson Wentz needs. And I, I can feel all of the, the the saliva just building up in my mouth. I love talking about I'm very, very <laughs> the excited. The blood shooting up is... <laughs> you know, it's the uh, yes. male genitalia. I'm very excited to see what this kid can can do. Jeez. I mean, everybody sits there and says, oh, well, he's coming off the IR. He's coming off the IR for a thumb injury. Yeah. This isn't the hamstring. He's this isn't an ankle. It's he's, not a knee. He's probably got stitches. Like, he just couldn't catch a ball the bleeding he, and getting tossed out of a game. You Absolutely. And you know what happened? I went back and I watched that game because I was like, "What? Well, you know, where was the injury? It happened in the second quarter. He played the rest of the game and caught two more passes for 25 <laughs> yeah, tough yards. Kid. He led, he's a beast. He's just going to be on the field, and he's going to provide Carson Wentz what he needs. I love Jalen Rager. I wanted to make him a wide receiver start. I mean, I don't know what that <laughs> offense is going to look like. I don't want to say that I confidently am going to put him out there for 10 points. But if you need a sleeper flex play, I think Jalen Rager is great. I've talked about him enough. So, Mersh, talk about your sleeper.
1: Oh, my sleeper is the Indianapolis Colts tight end, Trey Burton. So, the last three games, he's only gotten, I'll say, together, probably only five targets a game. And he has produced. And that's the number one thing, I think, in a tight end you need is producing in the targets you get. I think within the top two, Kelsey and Kittle and or Waller, whatever you want to say, that is the number one thing you need to do. No matter how many fucking targets you get, you need to be, you need to capitalize on that. And Trey Burton has done that. He has a bad matchup, by the way, which is totally fine with me, (laughs) but I'm thinking he easily gets you 11 points, and that's all you need as a tight end because there's not many good tight ends in the league, and that's what you need to do.
2: Yeah, I think we've got Burton going in multiple lineups for the TSF boys, so perfect pick. Um, I've got my sleeper this week as Josh Reynolds, wide receiver, Los Angeles Rams. I've also got Cooper Cup as my start, so I'm hitting one way or the other. Hopefully, uh, <laughs> just hedging <laughs> your bets. And honestly, over the last two weeks, though, Reynolds has outperformed Cup. I mean, maybe not in terms of sheer targets, but in yardage and in red zone looks and in touchdowns, touchdowns, yeah, which is the important stats. I'd rather have Reynolds at this point. It's it's almost a no brainer. It's crazy that you're even, we're even having this conversation, but. They're playing Miami. I do think that the game plan is going to focus on Cup, but if he can't figure it out, Reynolds is going to be there, just like he has the entire time he's been in Los Angeles. They don't draw plays up for this guy. He just gets open and gets the ball. Jared Goff clearly trusts him and throws it to him. He's thrown him a couple jump balls the last couple weeks, and he's gone up and got him. So, I don't know. He doesn't look the type. He's he maybe, what is he, 6'2", 6'3", maybe like 190 pounds, but he battles, he competes, and he puts himself on the scoreboard. That's what I want to have a sleeper. Like, he's he's... Maybe not even a sleeper. He's almost a flex play this
3: week.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think there's an opportunity in that that offense. But you that... could
3: do
2: a lot worse. You could do a lot a worse. A lot worse, yes.
3: <laughs> I mean,
0: same draft. Maybe starting Michael Gallup. Like some morons you that
2: could we know. Shut up, carbs. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: a couple two trade first, though. Dude, give me all your first. Couple and also same,
3: first. same same draft class as uh Cooper Cup. Great. Ooh. Um, my sleeper of the week is Gedrick Bourne. One of my stars is also Brent IU. So I'm doing the Corey Dow's train. <laughs> I had to hit on one of these guys, yeah, you if not both, but no Debo. They're facing Seattle who gives up the most points to wide receivers in the entire NFL. Um, without Debo there, he's, you know, he's on the field roughly 75% plus each week. He's always capable of that of getting that you know random touchdown. He's not going to get you a hundred yards, but if he gets you sixty yards and a touchdown, you're that's an absolute huge hit. So if uh, Ayuk doesn't do it, Bourne does it. If Bourne doesn't do it, Ayuk already did it, <laughs> <laughs> and that's my sleeper is uh, Kendrick Bourne. Yeah, I think you have a better shot at hitting oh.
0: both of us. You, you got you got <laughs> just hedging your bets like a hard. I there. honestly
3: <laughs> didn't re- realize until I'm like oh, wow, wow, I, I have two <laughs> receiving backs. <laughs> In the fucking stand for an offense. That's not that good. Hey, but, I mean,
0: the look? sleeper isn't meant to be a start. It's more <laughs> or less keep your eye on it. Yeah. And
2: if
3: you're if desperate. If you're in a pinch, we yes. feel confident. I gotta I look at it bit. Like
2: if, if you're really hurting on a bye week and you gotta go pick a guy up who might be there, like, there should be low ownership.
0: I was gonna say, I feel like every sleeper we ever recommend is always a free agent.
2: Yes. The
1: flyer-buyer. More or less, the yes.
0: flyer by
2: Like yeah, I go look at our Red Dog um, League, which is twelve team, kind of deep bench. And if they're available in free agency, then I'm probably looking at them. And I actually picked up Josh Reynolds this week just because of that. Of course, it did well, your, talk to yourself. I out. had I had Deshaun Jackson to drop, <laughs> so I was like, what Josh
1: am. Reynolds for Michael right? Thomas, straight up.
0: Oh boy,
2: sounds like a deal. Send it over. <laughs> I know. Okay,
0: well we're gonna wrap up podcast one hundred seven. Should go to a five man podcast and bring Sean
1: full time. Merch yeah, is coming in hot with, with the nicknames. Name he
0: is like, there's some good sound some... bites in here.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I was terrible, by the way. Thank you, everybody. I'm just gonna clip <laughs> out merch going <laughs> to the bathroom. Don't clip out that. That's the best part. <laughs> be what, we'll the have fans have a... want to hear it. The we'll <laughs>
2: longest speed it up piss again. ever. <laughs> like a like a Craig take sped up. <laughs> oh
0: man, yeah, that was that was good. All right, well, let's head into week eight. Everybody, this is this is a pretty critical week for a lot of teams. we got two more weeks until most teams' uh, trade deadline, so we'll start focusing on trade <laughs> targets, people
2: that you want to go after. If you haven't won a game in your league by week eight, like if you're a keeper league, st- sell for keepers. You, trade you're you're for Josh Reynolds. If yeah. you hit seven losses or eight losses, you're done. Seven, you can get lucky and make it. Eight, you're out. I've yeah. never seen a team make it with eight losses.
0: Scotty and I are clawing <laughs> to <laughs> not come in last place right now. Hey injuries have I have more massively. points
3: than the first place team.
0: <laughs> well, you you've gotten hot. You've that's got weird, you've gotten hot these last hot. couple of weeks. That's Cut that's for top sure. shelf
2: sweatshirt and you got hot, you know. We'd like to
0: we I, like to make it honestly, hard for ourselves. I mean, hey, in our vampire it, it league <laughs> in in our vampire league, I mean we had a shot of playoffs, and that team was legitimately just free agents. Yeah. So we did a pretty good job. Michael Thomas ever comes there. back. Yeah, but. thanks, Michael Thomas. Yeah. Okay. Top shelf fantasy, TopShelfFantasy.com, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Top Shelf F N T S Y. shell fantasy. Stay fluid.
3: Stay loose.